Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Picture. The movie I was thinking of was Ruby Sparks, and I really yes, liked he was that in movie. Ruby Sparks. He was in that, and it's a great movie. I think that was like my first indie film that I watched in theaters. My roommate think, in college was stoked on it, so we went to go see it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a very good movie." Yeah, that definitely came out in in my era of seeing a lot of indie movies, and I think might be the first one that came out where I was like, "Okay, so not all indie movies are good or for me, right?" <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> ju- just because it has a quirky dude and a weird soundtrack that like doesn't have to connect with me yeah. you don't have to do anything you don't want to damn i don't know if you know this <laughs> well i was in high school it was a time where i was learning that <laughs> it took me a long time yeah like every movie that goes to sundance isn't a good movie yeah yeah i, I was watching because uh, i have criterion channel thanks to a friend of mine and they have a whole thing about like the 92 sundance where it's all these movies and it was like the rise of indies in like mainstream culture and i'm watching i'm watching i'm like all right the first one's good second one's good and then i get to the third one and i'm like all right so indie just means that somebody made it without a studio not that somebody made it and it needed to be made yeah (laughs) well isn't there like a uh not blacklist festival is that the name of the terminology where it's like the most wanted scripts in hollywood blacklist is the most or most well-regarded unsold script yes so i think there's a film festival of that of like they'll make three of them a year or something and then they enter them into a film festival of some sort from what i understand oh interesting yeah i have no idea also i'm danny you're george this is feel feelings yeah we're talking movies We're just just a, just a group of men talking movies. It's fine. Yeah, we we have we have one of my my absolute favorite people. One of my 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 first people in comedy who I ever said that about probably because I met you very early on in the process. Ron Metellus, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Good to see you, Dan and George. That's, that's very professional. Wow. <laughs> and I'm also very, George. <laughs> and also George is here. No, Ron, that was that was like. Thank you, like the thank you for having me thing. It's usually like, oh, hey guys, and this like no one knows who we are. It's great. Thank you so much for that honesty. Thank you so much for that humility. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, Ron, Ron's a pro. Ron of of all the people that I I know and get to call friends in in comedy here, Ron's a pro. He actually gets to do this for real. <laughs> that's great. And that's why and that's why you're here. Tell us everything. How do you do it? <laughs> uh, we are gonna get. I think we will end up talking about showbiz. <laughs> so, not, not to tip anything. <laughs> when you need me to, I'll go put on my big oversized suit and I'll get my big cigar and I'll just tell you both kids that like, we're going to put your name up in lights. <laughs> Show business. Uh, we're creating a new character specifically for this episode, which is Hollywood George. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the start of year three. This is officially, we are into year three now. We've done it. So Hollywood. It's about time, yeah, it's about time you went Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm wearing big sunglasses every episode, even though it's an auditory medium. Just like Hollywood. Just like Hollywood. <laughs> I, th- I think Hollywood. I think palm trees. I think convertibles and giant sunglasses. Yeah. 
That's all I can understand about Hollywood. However, Ron, you're not from Hollywood, so maybe we should stop talking about that. Yeah. So you're Ron, on, you're, what's yeah. up? How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. It's funny, Dan. When Dan reached out to me to do the to do this episode, and I was like really going through it when you reached out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was in. I was. In, I was having a bad weekend. And um, now I'm through the other side of it. And so it'll it'll be like a much more, I think I'll be a lot more calm heading into oh, nice. this conversation. But yeah, I had, so, a, I had a great night last night. I've just been having a lot of fun. So that's Good. awesome. So that, that means that had we recorded last Tuesday, like was originally the schedule, we would have had a different Ron. Is that what you're telling us? I would have been a different human being. Yeah. Oof. Wow. I do like the idea of, of using a podcast to snapshot a certain personality or a certain like time of life that uh, a guest or us are going through. However, uh, I I don't want to capture people at their lowest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I don't want them to think back like, oh yeah, I, I did this podcast is a lot of fun or, oh, it's terrible. I don't recommend, but you should really listen to it. I'm at my lowest in life. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's interesting, George, you bring that up. One of my best friends and I, we transferred to different schools uh, in college in our second year. Mm -hmm. And we would send like long paragraphs, long emails to each other, like throughout the two years until we ended up like leaving school. And I look at back, I look back at that and it's like, those are some of like my favorite timestamps. Cause it's just like, <laughs> you, you remember what happened to you then, but I was like, oh wow. I was really going through it at this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kept a very cringy journal after a breakup once, like right after high school into college. Um, and I've never opened it again, but it's just nice to know that like, like as long as I don't open it, those feelings can't come. <laughs> but, like, it's like, like I've, I've, I've used some witchcraft to capture them in this mead <laughs> composition marble notebook. They're just waiting. They're coming for you. Yeah, I'm going to burn it. <laughs> You're going to have a child someday and they're going to open that book and be like, Daddy, what's this? And then they'll be plagued with it. Oh my God, it's the curse. It's like the Book of the Dead from The Mummy where my dad is in it. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So do you, you don't have to get into it at all around if you don't want to, but like what helped you instead of going into like, what was making you feel that way? What helped you get out of that? Or was it just sort of a natural flow of waking up every morning and, and, uh, and sort of like, okay, today's a little bit better. Today's a little bit better. I, or is there like I, a specific thing, like a specific, like self-care thing that you did? I, time was a big factor, just getting more distance from it. And then also just complaining to everyone within three feet of me. Mm, <laughs> yes. That, that old chestnut. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I would, I just, I went to a, I don't know. I ended up going to a bunch of shows and like parties because I was back on like the East coast for a week or two. And I was just complaining to people and people were just very polite slash like, like <laughs> gossip. Yeah. People like to gossip. You're in a real fun position, too, where like you you can come and go as you please, basically. But when you show up, no one knows when it's going to happen. So they're just excited to see you. They're like, yes. oh, shit, Ron's here. I can do I can hang out with Ron. And they're just going to hear anything you want to talk about. Like, I'm I'm trying to get a little bit better at that, like not just dropping in on people because I <laughs> think it's. Oh, I, I love it. I, I wish I could do it. <laughs> that is like a I, good I, bit there, I, there's so much in your life that you've achieved that i'm like yeah i i wish i could also achieve these things but that is the one that i'm like 
that. I want that. I want to just be able to leave a city and then reappear in that city without anybody knowing that I had come or gone. Yeah, I it's so funny, though, because like I sometimes I there I'm trying to I'm getting better at like just keeping tabs on people texting like even me and you, Dan, like we've been texting more than we have. Yeah, probably. Yeah, lately. Yeah. So like I'm trying to do better at that. Um, but it's, it's funny. It's like, you'll, I'll see people and they'll be like, you didn't let me know you're in town. It's like, well, we don't, we didn't really hang out when I was in town and I don't don't even mean it in a pejorative sense. It's like, I don't want to bug you by being like, oh, I'm in town. Let's hang out when that's not something that we did. I always did this thing where I would like go up and visit friends for where I grew up in Connecticut. And I either had to, uh, schedule within an inch of my life, of like, okay, so Tuesday between like two and three, I'm hanging out with this person. And then like the next person is between this person. And then the next day I'm gonna make sure I go over there to put in the time there. And it just became exhausting. And I won't say that like I lost friends because we people fade away. And obviously with the invention of social media and stuff, it's like the one good thing it's good for is that like someone can post something on Instagram. I can say it, we can go back and forth about how we are and that could kind of leave it at that. And that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but it is such a slog to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop into Philly for a little bit. All right. So then I'm going to have to go to like this show so I can see these group of people and then maybe this show and then see these group of people. And inevitably someone's going to be like, oh, my God, you were in Philly. I can't believe you didn't say hi. It's like <laughs> I tried to fit everybody in. I did my fucking best. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that per- <laughs> that person would have got the worst version of you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the last minute squeezed in like one more thing of a trip. Like, yeah, that's uh-huh. not the version anybody wants. Yeah. Like, you, you were saying like you planned it like within an inch of itself. Like every trip that like when you go see these people, I used to just go up to Boston and drop in on my friends without telling them that I would just like tell <laughs> one of them that like, hey, I'm coming. Do you mind putting me up for a weekend? And we would tell none of my other friends and just be like, whatever. If I see you, I see you. I just need to get away from the house for a little while. Like, yeah, like that. That's it. Don't adjust your life for me. But like, hey, if you're free, maybe that's part of the way of thinking of it, where it is. It is not for them. Like you are not giving yourself to them. You are doing this for you. And come what may. You know, yeah. going in with the expectation of like, well, I have to see so-and-so here and so-and-so there because I don't want to make so-and-so mad. But like this other person might be, I think, instead of worrying about that, being like, I need to get out of the house. If I see you, I see you. If I run into you, what a beautiful moment that is. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that I am avoiding. It's not that I'm doing anything. It's just, hey, like, this is for me. I, I'm doing this for me. I think I solved it. I think I solved it. I think that's what it is. I think I figured out mental health. Um, Dan, it's been great. Happy three years. I'm good. Get yourself a new host. I got it. I got no more feelings. I have zero feelings now. To to enter the gossip late to enter the gossip late to George when you're making that calculus about which shows you want to go to to see whom are you also factoring in which shows you need to avoid to not see someone yes oh, yes yes <laughs> yes I love the people at Helium but there's some people that frequent Helium they're like I don't need to see you <laughs> I, did, I did the literal same thing <laughs> I'm not gonna say what day one is I'm not gonna say what day one is I'm not gonna say what day one but I had a friend who I wanted to see who was going to helium and I, I took one look at the lineup i was like i can't yeah yeah I can't. i've had a lot of like because i i love 
like the bar and the staff at Helium. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite just general bars to go to and hang out at because they know me and they treat me like a nice person and I like that. Mm-hmm. But I also know that every time I'm going to go there, I can't control who I'm going to have to talk to. Yeah. I always got this vibe with Helium where like I was in a new skin, if that makes sense. Like I never kind of knew where to gravitate to in the in the bar area or like who to talk to or it would just be sort of like, hey, how's it going? It was a lot of hey, how's it going? And then just sort of awkward in my space, you know, unless Alejandro Morales was there because then I would go up and and ask him if Sandra Bullock and Julie Roberts are the same person because he hates that fucking question <laughs> but they are the same it's woman a stupid question they're the same woman <laughs> he's I, th- I I think I asked him the last time I asked him was at helium and Alejandro went fuck you and walked away <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair response. Also, we need to we need to spin this wheel. You ready to spin the wheel? Yes, let's get both our special guests, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts, in here to spin the wheel. <laughs> Look at you, you twins. I hate that. I hate that so much. They're the same length. No, no, not even close. <laughs> There's... I, I bet you you could rattle off every single one of their movies, and I would get it right which one was which. Oh, this, is, this is a game for the live show. What did the wheel end on, Dan? <laughs> we got disappointment. Coincidentally, oh. it's how I'm feeling right now when you bring that question up again. <laughs> They're the same lady, and I will play this game. I think it's better because uh. you can tell, but I can't. So we'll play the game where you pull up like a image with their person removed from the poster, and I will tell you who is in that movie. Uh, I have a lot of fun photoshops coming up, I guess. Yes, you do. But but Ron, what makes you feel disappointment? Man, that's a great question. Damn, I should have been ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this coming? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, I, like, I'm a big, like, uh, I'm a big, like, expectation setter. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And I'm only now becoming kind of, like, progress-oriented. I'm very much, like, I have a goal in mind. I want to hit the goal. Um. This was another thing, like when I was in, I was in New York, uh, last week and I was like talking to like other comedians in the alt scene. And I was just thinking about how, like, I don't want to, like, I, I have no wish to be on SNL, but I want to say that I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 it's the benchmarks that like the world sets that like, sure. It's something I can tell people and they'll understand it without further explanation. Yeah. Also, Ron, you were in New York. You didn't even tell me. Come on, man. We could have hung out. <laughs> I'm we right over the bridge York. in New Jersey. It's only like a $20 uh, fucking uh, toll booth ride. Like, you just, <laughs> yo, we all come hang out in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Come oh through. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fun for nobody. No, it's not. There's one bar <laughs> and a place where I had to rent a suit the other day for that wedding. That's that's what East Rutherford has to offer. <laughs> Wait, doesn't isn't there like a big arena in East Rutherford? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the East Rutherford, Devils play? Uh, no, Devils play in Newark. No, New Brunswick. No, Newark. Oh, New Newark. Did yeah, they, they play in Newark. They may have moved, but I made the mistake because we were supposed to go to a Devils game, and I went home from where I worked at IKEA. Fuck IKEA, uh, and like drove past the Prudential Center where the Devils play to go home and then drove to 
uh, Meadowlands, which is where like the Giants and the Jets play, and there's a horse race track. Uh, so you go there, and then More like, importantly. oh, <laughs> and, but no, I showed up and went, oh, oh, this isn't the Prudential Center, and then had to drive like another thirty minutes back to Newark to go to the Devils game, and I was like an hour late to that game. Yeah. It it's great. just hockey. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the one sport that as like a punk rock kid, I'm like, oh, I have to like hockey. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll use I'll use hockey for mine. Well, I'll save that until until we okay. get to after the break. I'll use hockey for mine. Right. But, Talk more about this yeah. expectation thing, because I have uh, I, I have a very similar thing with expectations and, and trying to go in with not low expectations, but no expectations, but also putting up a wall to prepare for anything going wrong if that makes sense like no expectations but like shield ready does that make a little sense yeah well it sounds like you're protecting your feelings which is uh advisable advisable but (laughs) oh no way to live for our show but yeah Yeah, no it's it's (laughs) it's just uh uh, Knight Andrew or whatever it is from Holy Grail where he's like he runs away because he's paid, like the patron saint of chickens like that's what I feel <laughs> like I'm just like shaking in of knight armor like you hear it rattling anytime I go into a situation I may be slightly uncomfortable with yeah I I, I think for me I am more likely and I'm this is something that I'm working on now but I'm more likely to like quietly set the expectation be disappointed. Don't say that I am disappointed and then like sulk about it. <laughs> oh, I, I do a ton of that. No, nobody knows what my goals are. Like I, I know what I know what they are. I don't speak them out loud ever because then if I don't achieve them, then I have to admit to people that I'm upset about not achieving them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the you, yeah, I think it, it it totally comes from like fear of like being vulnerable and like yeah, or fear of telling someone like, hey, this hurt me when you did this. Cause then like yeah. then they win. In my head, they win. But what mm. what in fact? <laughs> I uh I recently had that with my sister where like I was going back and forth with a family member and and my sister, I think in the awkwardness of me starting a mini fight with a member of my family, said something to calm herself, but in a way it was at like my expense where they were talking, it was like a political thing. And I had mentioned something and left the room so I wouldn't have to deal with this conversation anymore. And my sister said something along the lines of like, oh, George is going to run away because this confrontation. And I called her like three days later. I was like, hey, I don't fucking need that. (laughs) (laughs) But I let it stew for like three days. And a part of me was like, maybe this will help if I just call her out on her shit. And honestly, it was helpful. And I didn't take it with any uh, like feeling bad about it or feeling like I lost in that situation. Cause she was just like, yeah, okay, my bad. Sorry. Uh, and it was a very simple out. However, it took a lot to work up to that. And also that thought of working up to it being like, uh, if you admit it, you just, you're just not, that's not strong. That's not a big, that's not a big person. Uh, big, small potatoes, you're small potatoes. Um, but that's something that I realized about, like, I have friends who are like, borderline like confrontational and can be mean sometimes but like have a good heart mm-hmm. and when you confront like when i confront those people they're like oh okay my bad like it's oh, so, yeah. so yeah. because they're always like upfront with how they are feeling it they are unfazed by getting like getting feedback that like oh they pushed too hard mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. right, but do right they change? But Wait. do they change? <laughs> oh, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm definitely no. guilty of that, like, kind of taking it personal when someone's like, hey, you, you pushed too far. Because uh, I'm very much somebody who will, who will sit back and kind of make the jokes out of the corner of my mouth and then hope that nobody really takes them seriously. But I've been told a number of times in my life that I... I say the things I mean and the things that I don't mean exactly the same way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I, I know when I'm joking and the mm -hmm. people who know me best know that I wouldn't just be an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. like, I forget that not everybody knows me super well. <laughs> it's so shit. I just can't modulate tone. Like, mm -hmm. I just everything I say sounds the same, but I have this I have the same problem. Yeah. Try doing oh, this with yeah. a fiance, play the noise, because I constantly will like say something so obviously out of the ordinary and like so obviously exaggerated. But then she'll come back and be like, George, that was really mean. Like, <laughs> but I don't mean it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I always make this like joke where I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for you to raise our children while I have them every other weekend. Like, I just kind of throw <laughs> that out there every once in a while. You're not <laughs> even married yet. <laughs> yeah. So but her, you know what? I get, a, I get a great fucking laugh from her mom when I say that. <laughs> yeah, her mom's like, good, you won't be around forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think like that's the, like, the play that we do. And then she'll come back like, hey, why would you say that? That was really mean. I was like, I, it's obviously a joke. I wouldn't have agreed to marry you if I thought there was a deadline <laughs> I, I used to have a joke that I, I stopped telling because it just felt bad but i was like i, I really want to get married because i have divorce on my vision board and <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that joke anymore it just makes me feel bad <laughs> yeah yeah i do like the idea of someone putting that on their vision board though like i like i like the person that takes the the purple glue stick of uh, a clipping of a newspaper that says divorce question mark from some sort of tabloid and you put it on a piece of poster board in your living room and you go maybe next year and then one you day leave. <laughs> <laughs> that, that person is married with three kids <laughs> we can we can get there no one going to daddy's office that's where his vision board is uh <laughs> It's yeah. a motorcycle he would have bought if it didn't have three kids. <laughs> yeah, right. You can get one of those little sidecars. That'd be a fun dad move. <laughs> three yeah. of them stacked next to each other. And exactly. It takes up the whole highway. But boy, howdy, are those kids happy? Yeah. So the kid, all the, the kid all the way to the outside is just holding on for dear life every time. A oh, car yeah. Not, no, uh, fucking Becky, the third child. She just holds on to the trailer hitch and hopes she doesn't hit any bumps. <laughs> Skitching behind a skateboard. I'm sorry, this is dark. And you know what, Becky, we love you, even if you are the redheaded stepchild of the family. Yeah. The fact that she has hair means she might not be yours. So definitely not. But yeah, so Ron, what are if you if you want to talk about them, what are some things that are kind of the expectations that you've met, I guess would be the thing of like when when you've seen it work, because like that's why it becomes upsetting, is because you know it can work. So when it does work, what are what are those things? And like, what are the opposite things? I guess I lost this question very quickly, but I hopefully you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there are things related to my career that I 
I mean, I don't want to say I'm really not this person, like a hopeful person who has a belief in God, but it's like, (laughs) there are things that happened in my career that almost feels like I kind of willed it to happen. Okay. It's like, I I know anybody who has some level of success is like, yeah, but there's always like luck involved. So it's really nice to hear somebody be like, no, I, I put in the work and the work got me the results. Yeah. I mean, oh, this is, well... There are people who like have helped me in my career who I, I just recognize, like I probably will never be able to repay them on equal footing. And I think like I've had to do some kind of work to be like, you can't treat people like, oh, you're the firefighter who like saved my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. You know, it's like, you can't like, it's, this is not a tenable relationship to be like, I every day. I want to thank you for saving my life because to that person is just like, I was just doing my job. Like yep. I recommended a friend for an opportunity that I thought that they would be good for. And then you got it. So like, so I I've had to, I've had to just be like, all right, uh, enough. Like you can't, you have to just treat this person like a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard not to think of relationships as transactional in that way of like, I want to give as much as I'm getting, but you also have to remember that it doesn't have to be a one-to-one. They're like, because you gave in this area doesn't mean I have to give in this area also. There's also a thousand other places in life that I can repay you if I need to, if I feel that need to. And that I don't think that needs to be immediate either. Like I recently got a new job where a person helped me get that job and I have not found a way to properly thank them other than being like hey man thank you so much for doing that next time we go out drinks are on me like and if anything else would need to happen like i am there for that person because of this because of this favor um however i will say that do you guys get that in the opposite as well where like you will bad things or is that just me and my anxiety it's so funny <laughs> because like and like I'm, I'm the kind of person like okay if i make this paper into the trash can nothing bad will happen this week <laughs> i mean I, I i don't do it to that extent but i i have kind of trained my thinking because like I realize that like you're not literally manifesting something. You're just training yourself to look for it. Mm. That if the positive enters your life, it's not because you put it out into the universe and like some sort of universe vac- vacuum brought it back to you. It's just you are now looking for that thing. So if you're looking for something bad, if you see like the string, the first thread of it, you're going to pull that thread because you recognize it. The last time I was in a car accident, it was like a little fender bender thing. Hopefully Uh, the last time forever. (laughs) Yeah, right. It was 2019. But every couple weeks, I get really nervous about car accidents. And I'm realizing now that like one hasn't happened. And I like it's not like if I talk about it, it'll happen. But it's just my brain preparing itself for when another car accident does happen. (laughs) That I'll be like, oh, I thought about it this week. That means I I did this. This is my fault. Yeah, I, I've had to train myself to not look in my rearview mirror at stoplights. Like mm. I, I've been rear-ended four times in my mm. life just sitting at stoplights, and I, if I look in the rearview mirror, I just get so tense anytime someone's coming up behind me. So like, I have to look away. I can yeah, honestly, like, it's, yeah. it's it's a wellness check for me. If I'm driving and I'm not looking at the rearview mirror, I know that like I am not anxious. I'm <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. Thinking- about what I have in front of me. And if I find myself like obsessing with how close someone's like riding me, 
It's like, oh, there's something else going on. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, the, and this is my fault, but that's just me. That's just oh, where I'm going too from. Slow. And I'm going way too slow. Yeah, and it's I'm my fault. Oh, I'm sorry. This guy is so mad at me, Rob. <laughs> this man is so mad at me. <laughs> well, I want to, I want to run with this metaphor forever because it really is a perfect metaphor of like, there's no reason to look behind you. Like, whatever's back there, you don't have any control of it. To like, if that person is riding your ass, it doesn't. Matt, like you are in control. You are in front. You are going forward at the way that you want to go forward. It doesn't matter what's happening behind you. Oh, you know what? With with disappointment in that, I think it's only recently, I think it goes back to kind of like black and white thinking and kind of having a one track mind because recently, like I would be disappointed when someone was tailgating me, but then I'd also like be kind of upset when they would turn to like avoid me. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when someone is just like, fuck this guy, I'm just turning down this side street. I'd be like, ah, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did it's, that. It's such yeah. a weird thing of like, Ron, fucking I, I messed up that guy's day. <laughs> like, that guy took a detour because I'm here. Yeah. When, when in reality, there's a whole, there's, there's enough road for all of us in most yeah. situations. And it's, it's, it's a win. We both are getting what we want. I get to drive without this maniac behind me. He gets to drive at whatever speed he wants. Like we both win and it's taken a, it's, I'm still working on like believing that. Oh, I, I got passed at a red light the other day. I went from behind me and just ran the red light and I was like, fuck. And then like halfway through being pissed off at him was like, no, why did I want him behind me? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, why, I, do you, why do we want the maniac behind us? We, we want, want to appease, out of our lives. Yeah, yeah. no, I think we just want to appease the tension in the world. So we're just like, no, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, hopefully that fixes it as they haul ass down the road. Uh, yeah, so I will, if that guy's that willing to break the rules, like, I don't want that in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm way too stuck on rules and procedure that like, if this guy's going to live outside of that, like, good, go, <laughs> keep yeah. going, get out. <laughs> I'm curious to hear how, cause this is like a, 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 often a source for disappointment for me is that like, I expect everyone to be nice. Someone is unkind to me. And then like, I am upset that I didn't stick up for myself. I'm upset that it happened. So I'm curious how you guys like on your, in a day to day, like manage, like when you need to stick up for yourself or set a boundary with someone. I have a lot of trouble with that until I know that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the kind of person, unfortunately, that like happened recently. I was on a plane. A guy next to me said something very racist uh, about a town in New Jersey. And you just sort of have to go like, OK, I'm on this plane for three hours. <laughs> and then you shut the fuck up. Like, I'm just I'm, I'm going to ignore you. But in that moment, the correct thing to do is to be like, hey, old man. Maybe don't do an Asian accent about a certain town in New Jersey. Maybe don't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Was and, it funny, though? No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was an old man joke about how there are many Koreans that live in Fort Lee, New Jersey. And I was like, no, no, this is not OK. All right. Put my headphones in. Go listen to a podcast for the next three hours. <laughs> while I fly back. <laughs> That's me. I'm, 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 yeah, I had a, not like a racist thing, but just like someone just being impolite and uh was just like i guess i'm gonna put my headphone on yeah 
And that sucks, too, because if it's an outward thing, too, where if it's someone being rude to another person, a third party, and or you're the third party in that situation, it it's it, there's two different kinds of people in the world. And I feel like the majority of those people are the put the headphones in and oh, that really sucks for that person. But at least it's not happening to me. And then there are the minority of people that will go, hey, stop. You're clearly making this person uncomfortable or like, hey, she's just doing her job or, hey, this dude is trying his best. Like it's so few and far between to find those people to walk up to the person causing shit and be like, hey, I get it. You're probably having a bad day, but it's not about this person. Mm -hmm. Maybe take a breath Uh, because then you get punched and Yeah, it's honestly, it's like it, it is. It, yeah, that's <laughs> and a lot of it is fear of like bodily harm. Yeah, and, self-preservation. Yeah, in yeah. Way. yeah. I mean, um, I, I can't go too much into it because it's all kind of work related. But and also I, the court I, case hasn't been finalized yeah. yet. So but I feel like I'm specifically trained to like calmly respond in those situations of mm-hmm. like someone is just being rude or just be just straight up being a jerk for the sake of being a jerk and like i i have been trained and i experience it on a regular basis so it's like yeah okay that's not about you like they're trying to make you mad to alleviate something in themselves yeah that's sorry sorry to cut you off no go ahead yeah that's the hardest thing that's probably the hardest thing is just like realize like when someone has a lack of self-control or when someone's like lashing out at you, it's like, it, it's an insecurity within them and not an indictment against you or like a sign that you are weak. And it's just, a, it's tough because I don't know, a part of me thinks that like, no, but like, were I like, were I like tougher, like more stern, like quicker to shut people down? Like it would just, wouldn't happen to. Yeah. Yeah. I also hate in those situations too of like like making yourself feel protected by talking how you would instead of talking firmly. Like I I don't know if you can get as much across with a with a a, a caveat or a sentence that starts with "Hey man" or like "Yeah, hey, hey" like I feel like an "excuse me" would work, but you have mm-hmm. to like watch the tone on the "excuse mm-hmm. me." Um I like I, it's tough to explain, but it's like in those situations, I feel like a, Hey man, don't do that. Or Hey man, don't say that because it's the Jerry Garcia. Hey man, part of that beginning of that sentence. It's not, it's like it lowers the effectiveness of it. It feels like a slap on the wrist or that yeah. you're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you don't want to like agitate it anymore. Like this, there must be a perfect way to do that. Yeah. And if we all knew it, we would do it. I, and I'll say, if having I, literally, I experience this a couple times a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just is part of my day job. There is no right way. There is no right response. There's not a thing that works every time. So like, you just have to figure out the way that works for you, how you respond in that situation. No, no, everyone because, needs to understand me, too. Yeah, everyone me, needs to be there for my feelings and, and, and opinions. It's that's a hard thing to get over. And I know you're I know you're joking, but like that is a really hard thing to get past. (laughs) Why don't we take a little break? We'll talk a little bit more after this and maybe fix this. How about that? How about we uh, on this episode? We're going to fix humanity in the second. We're going to fix humanity. (laughs) Here's here's some ads. 
If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah, of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel, what does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. Hey everybody, Danny here with Plugs. Ron is a writer for Z-Way on Showtime, which if you're not up on that show, I definitely recommend it. It's a it's an amazing show. You can also find him on Twitter and Instagram. George and I are at Feel Feelings Pod. If you could take a second, go like, share, review, do all that stuff from wherever you're listening to this. That would be awesome. We would be really, really thankful. You can follow Wasted Robot at Wasted Robot and check out all the other shows on the network. A lot of really good stuff coming out lately. I, I recommend getting into all of them. A couple great music ones that you can check out too if that's your thing. And I think that's it for the plugs this week. Back to the show. Well, welcome back to the show. We have uh, solved it. We won't bring it up, though, because I feel like that was a good hour-long break where we really got down to the nitty-gritty of what will change the world and the human experience. Do you know that song, One Ten Soldier? Yeah. Yeah, we just experienced that in the break. So if you you know that song, go listen to it. We solved everything. We We opened the box. Here we go. But it's time for the second half of our show. George. Yes. Other than your your deep seated personal self disappointment that you were talking about, is there yes. something else? <laughs> um, I, I there's a lot of disappointment here and there, and I just typed in disappointment to the search engine to try to find what people said online. So hold hold for a moment. <laughs> I have to type in Dan Getz, not the term disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you just search Facebook for general disappointment. disappointment. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Let's see what I mean, that should be another section of the show when we don't <laughs> ask the crowd. Yeah. Um, so for uh, me and feeling disappointment and uh, without getting too self-serious about it, I rekindled things with my dad after like 10 years of not talking to him. And he's a part of my life now. But there are portions of that experience that lead to a little bit of disappointment here and there. And I don't think this is about my dad by any means. Uh, he is trying his best, uh, but <laughs> it's it, there are just moments where it's like, I guess that's anything. I don't like it when people. I'm disappointed when people don't know their worth. I'm disappointed mm-hmm. when people don't know their effect in a positive way. Like in a negative way, sure, that's disappointing. But it's more so when that person thinks they have to do so much more to gain that when they already have it. Does that make sense? It's it's weird because that feels like it's disappointment with yourself also. At least that's how I would take it in those situations, Mm. because like 
it's not so much disappointment that they don't realize it. For me, it's more disappointment that somehow I didn't do enough to let them know that already. That's something that you had to work on because uh, that is something that I have to work on where it doesn't come down to you. You can tell someone until they're blue in the face that like. I, I won't name names, but there was a person I was talking to who also has kind of a rough relationship with their father because, of course, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and in that thing, they were talking about how. Uh, you know, they wanted their dad to come over. And I've heard this a couple times from a couple different people where the dad is so much more on the financial side of showing their love of like, listen, I can give you my money, but I can't give you my time. And that's the exact opposite of, I think, what people want. Like, I'd so much rather have the time without being like, you know, Oh, yeah, I put this much money in your birthday card. Or like, oh, yeah, no, I just like did this for your like as a favor for your car or something. Or like, oh, I, I did this for you. And it's like, I don't want favors. I don't want acts of service. I want to get back some time that we lost. Do you know? Yeah, and I mean, that, that makes that, sense. that's disappointing when it's consistent where it's like you got to remind them like it's not about the money. It's not about the, the deeds of service. It's about the time spent. It's about the conversation that you can have. Uh, yeah. That's where I find a lot of disappointment is the reminding other people. And um, I'm referencing my dad, but I'm also referencing a lot of people in my life of like, oh, I have like, I have a great relationship with my parents, but I'm still relating on a number of other relationships with what exactly. you're talking about. Where it's, you know, you have friends that you don't talk to him. I have a friend that lives in Florida. He's amazing. If you live in St. Pete, go get your hair cut at, at Bayview Barbershop. <laughs> He's fantastic. Just get your haircut. You all, you all just look real bad in St. Pete. Y'all look terrible. Get a haircut. <laughs> and you need to go to St. Pete to this barbershop. It's the best barbershop. Uh, but like, you know, we talk sporadically. He's done an amazing job of like coming up during all like the wedding festivities to be there for me. And it means so much. And I would hate to think that if I miss a text message or if like he sends me like an Instagram meme that like if I only give it the little heart uh, or something like it's not enough. Like I'm not I'm not putting in the effort that I ask other people for. But then you have a situation where this is opposite of disappointing. Shout out to fellow comedian Jeff Jackson. Uh, Jeff Jackson put out a EP with him and his friends. And because I had sent him my Scott EP when it first came out, because I did that as a bit, uh, he sent me his thing. And it meant so much. I was so That's awesome. I was so happy that he was like, hey, George, you should listen to this because I had reached out to him with my music thing. And he remembered that and he saw it and he was like, yes, George would be interested in this. And he sent it to me. And I listened to it all the way home. And it was fantastic. Uh, though, I mean, I, it's the on opposite of disappointed. Okay. Yeah, it was just the opposite of disappointed. Like in that moment, you see how much like the time and effort and communication gets put in that. You didn't ask to be reciprocated, but it feels so good to feel reciprocated. Yeah, yeah. And, and George, you talked about this before the break too. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now that like because we have so much, so much like small expectations, small disappointment with like social media, we we have like the ability to like constantly check in. That that like cumulative effect that you don't think about it as much because it's like these people are always in front of me. But like no, they're. Time does pass and people do clock certain things that you do. And yeah, something you might you might have your expectations met in a way that like you just didn't think about like a year after. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's that it's that same idea of like I I, I equate like getting upset because like I've had that conversation with people before where like yeah, but I see that you're on your phone all the time because you're posting stuff all the time and you're not texting me or whatever. Mm. But like that's that's the same thing as like when you're stuck in traffic and you're mad that you're surrounded by cars, but you're also a car in the middle of traffic. Yeah. Mm. They're like, yeah, I'm I'm not texting them either. So like I can't be mad at them for doing the same thing that I'm doing. Yeah. The the the, the analogy of a relationship is a two-way street. It takes both people to do it. Only yeah. goes so far in your argument if someone hasn't talked to you in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, hey man, it's two way street. You could have reached out. It was like, so could I. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I they, like I had a disappointment that was so big that it made me assess like my behavior of others, and I had to go back and like Ooh. I had to apologize to people for ghosting. Where I was like, whoa, it's actually pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I had one where. There was a girl. It was sort of a romantic thing, but it had stalled out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But we kind of kept talking and being friends or whatever. And I went to send her a text with someone I worked with, and I was going to go stop by the office where I used to work. And I was like, just give me the heads up. I'm going to be there. It's going to. I don't want it to be a surprise, but like I was going to see everybody else, basically. Mm-hmm. And I realized in that text that it had been six months since I talked to her and the last thing I said was like oh I'm just going to grab dinner I'll talk to you in a little bit and it was like oh I'm a I'm the bad guy here like yeah. I I suck <laughs> that's it's it's a rough part of that and I think that comes with the newfangled idea of like so like uh, technological communication between people it's not looking I I sometimes wonder like if I just left my phone at home for one day or like one day, it's a national holiday. We just regress. And like you go, sure, you can go take your car somewhere. But when you're waiting in line to go pay for your food, just talk to the person next to you or like just have that human contact a little bit just from the the way that you're describing where it's like, oh, the last time I talked to this person was so casual and then I stopped talking to them because of that. Yeah, it's, it wasn't anything intentional. It just yeah. Yeah. It's, it's forgetfulness. It's the art of communication, which I am not good at. Uh, but that art of it is so lost sometimes. Where one of the best things I've ever done, and it's definitely bitten me a couple of times, but I basically turned off all notifications on my phone so that like if somebody is texting me, there's a handful of people who come right through, but for the most part, I don't see the messages until I want to go see yeah. who's been like checking in or whatever. I leave do not that, disturb like, on my phone yeah. all the time, but then I just check my phone every 15 minutes. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's the part problem. You have to get. That, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a narcissist, so I think people are checking in on me. If yeah. I, if I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Ron, you're not a narcissist. You're an artist. You're an <laughs> artist. That's the difference. We're all artists here, okay? Yeah. We're not, there's nothing wrong with us. We're giving people art. in fact they should be saying thank you to us yeah every day they should be thanking thank the world for artists we need this so much more than doctors (laughs) and nurses and and and, you know who would inspire the doctors if not the artists exactly (laughs) patch adams these are movies (laughs) 
They're related in some way. Dan, what makes you feel disappointed? Um, you know, I said I was going to talk about hockey, and I, I might still talk about hockey. You but can just say hockey disappoints you. I can understand it, where you're coming from as as a as a casual hockey fan. <laughs> like it, it is like, one of those yeah. things that like <laughs> I I definitely find a lot of disappointment in sports, but in a different ways than I ever did. Cause like now I just watch sports for entertainment that like, it's, it's not a thing I get super invested in. And, but like when it's going really good or really bad, I do still feel both of those extremes, but like the middle ground, I don't really spend a lot of time on the day to day of anything anymore, but we, we had to reschedule this recording because Meg had won tickets through her job to go see the flyers. And it is an incredibly disappointing thing for me watching the Flyers now. Because <laughs> there was a time in my life where I was all in on hockey. I knew almost every player on every team. And at some point, I just stopped caring because I, I think specifically with the Flyers, too, they have this legacy, the Broad Street Bullies legacy, which is antithetical to successful hockey. For the last 20 years, it's antithetical to successful hockey. But they're so beholden to this reputation that they refuse to make a better product, which is fine. That's They're, they're selling something, and it keeps making them a lot of money. They keep selling out every game. So I'm not really disappointed with them. I'm disappointed with the Philadelphia fan base that is like just so locked into, like, I don't care if it looks good. I just want them to beat people up. Mm. Which is fun sometimes, but it's a different hockey game than when that became the legacy. And it's just disappointing to see people still buy into a thing that hasn't worked in 20 years. Yeah, I think that goes with hockey completely. I remember talking about it a couple episodes ago, probably probably close to a year ago. They had uh, canceled a bunch of games because of Black Lives Matter. They like postponed a bunch of games because of the protests. Oh, right after the George Floyd stuff. Yeah, they shut. Yeah, they shut, uh, down, they shut, shut down. Two things. days. <laughs> and this was when I was trying to get into hockey again. I, for those listening at home, and for Ron, I was an Islanders fan growing up because my grandpa would take me to Islanders games, and be, that was like my relationship with hockey. It was never like I knew people. I don't even know how the game of hockey is played, but I love, <laughs> but I love the Islanders because my grandpa would take me and my other cousin Joey to Nassau Coliseum on Long Island because tickets were like 20 bucks and you'd watch the Islanders lose and maybe you'd catch a t-shirt and he'd maybe like buy you a jersey and you get to go to school and wear your cool new hockey jersey to school or something like it was just like fun time with my grandfather uh so I that and I was like you know what I don't like any sports if I had to go back to a sport it would be hockey because I have such nice memories tied to it um so I would go into that as I'm trying to go through these these motions of like understanding the game, going to see games, like watching scores and 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 checking stats and stuff, just trying to like be a part of that conversation. George Floyd happened and and the protests and, and demonstrations started happening. And rightfully so, sports leagues around the globe said, you know what? Let's not do a game this week. Let's honor the memory of a man who was wrongfully killed. Uh, and the comment sections of those posts were the most vile places in the world that it became impossible for me to be like, yeah, I want to sit in the same room as these people and watch a game happen. 
uh yeah because i know that i share no no similarity like i share no political ideology that is similar and i brought this up once and friend of the show luke robers from get in the garage podcast he was like yeah try being a nascar fan like it's so much worse for him and he's a giant nascar fan uh and it's 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 the disappointment of the fan base of something that you love for whatever reason is so strongly tied to shit and like i i i'm a joiner if if Something's fun. I I jump in, but like, it's so hard to jump in to sports fandom anymore because mm-hmm. everybody's so vocal about everything. Yep. And like, it's not. It's even if it's sports opinions, it is like, it's not meant for conversation in like the sports talk way. It's just people going, "This is the only possible solution." How dare you think something else? And like, all of a sudden, none of it's fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I think you find that dichotomy still in these classic like 80s and 90s movies where it's like the jock versus the geek. Like there's no like they find solid ground at the end of the movie and they become friendly with each other sometimes. But it's that same thing all grown up with way worse issues. Do you know what I mean? Like it went from like, oh, what a dweeb. He can't come to the party to Oh, you're part of that political party. We are we hate each other now. <laughs> yeah, and like it it it's hard seeing it for things that exist only for exhibition. That yeah. like this thing is just here for my entertainment. Like I mean, I was gonna say the circus, but the circus is a bad example. They have their detractors also. But like circus it is, is terrible. Don't it is circus. just a circus. <laughs> like you're just watching things that are there to make you feel good. Like why mm-hmm. are you showing up trying to feel bad? Yeah. Just I I loved one of my favorite comedians is Pete Holmes, and he has a terrible joke where it's just like a silly wordplay joke. But at the end, he always says, like, if you're not laughing, maybe loosen up the dial of the safe where you keep your joy just a little bit. And I've like I've held on to that that tag of a punchline for years because it's yeah. Why am I going to get so angry at this other person that just needs a little bit of joy? They just need to, like, let their joy fly a little bit more. But that that joke, though, I do feel a little disappointed by that joke. Oh, it's a terrible joke. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I know the specifics of the joke. joke. I uh, love yeah. a bad joke where then the end of it, they comment on it. I did a I did a five minute set. I've never done it again. Maybe I did like one or two more times. But all I did was I got up on stage and I went, I like my women the way I like my coffee, mad at their dad. And then I spent the next four minutes and 45 seconds explaining why that joke is funny for me <laughs> like it's just for me <laughs> See, in, in that moment it's not a written thing i think the only time i really get disappointed in a stand-up comic is when they have a written out for a joke that they know is not gonna work mm. sure. like, that's the only time because like not every joke's gonna work every time you can you can run it and run it and run it and run it and have it down pat but no joke is gonna work every time so the the only time I'm upset to be in a room with a comedian who's bombing is when they know it's going to be a bomb and they are prepared for it sure. with a written joke. That's that's different though than a written joke, uh, like a, a written groaner. But I call those like waka oh, waka, sure, yeah. like waka waka comedians. Like they pause for effect because they know it's so bad. And that's where the humor comes in. Like they drag the audience along with them and being like, this joke is bad. 
come oh, yeah. with me on this. <laughs> but like, I get what you mean where it's like, yeah, you get up expecting the bomb because you know your set's going to bomb versus I've written this joke just to throw off the audience's expectations because I know this will not get the payoff that I think it deserves. And in doing so, I will create the payoff it needs to get to uh, needs to have. But I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a musician now. Anyway, should we talk about what people say on the Internet? Um, real quick, before we do that, I want to throw in one other. Oh, my God. He's so thing, disappointed. He's got two I, disappointed, Ron. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do sports in that sense, but I was going to do sports still because the two main times I can think of being disappointed growing up where one was or actually both were playing football related. But the one in, in youth in youth football, if you kick the extra point, it's worth two. If you run it in, it's worth one. So it's flipped from regular. And we were up seven to six. The other team had just scored and they were kicking so that they could take the lead. They could get the eight, seven and, and win. It was late enough in the game that they probably would have won if they made it. The kid clearly misses. It very obviously misses. And the ref goes, it's good. And we lost. That's and disappointing. It was incredibly disappointing because as time moved on from that, it became clear that because of the location of our organization, we were pulling kids from a lot of other organizations because we, we came in later. The league existed and we kind of jumped in the middle that the league had kind of started working against us because they hated us. <sighs> and it was such a disappointing thing to learn because eventually I, I grew up and I was coaching and had much more like one-on-one -on -one interactions with these adults, which mind you was 20 years later and they were still the same adults running things, which is also a problem. But like when adults have that much invested in children's activities that is disappointing. Yeah. That like for sure. You you are upset that kids get to go do a thing fun that you are going to ruin it for them. What I think is a missed opportunity here for you Dan is uh the fact that you didn't get to have like a tiny junior football freak out on the ref. Oh, we, we that had, would have been fun. We had adults doing freakouts, which yeah, but no, even, I, even I, as a kid was disappointing. I want you smaller, same face, beard and hair and everything, but just like your <laughs> face is superimposed, being like, what was that? Tell me. Yeah, I mean, where did I, I go wrong? That, I, cannot, I, want I that. cannot guarantee that that did not happen. <laughs> Why are you fucking me? Are you fucking me? There is Why? video of like our full team celebrating and their full team miserable because they missed. And then the ref makes the signal and everybody is confused. Like, <laughs> they don't even know to celebrate yet because they also know it missed. Everybody knew it missed except for the ref who was standing right under it watching it. And like the conspiracy part of it becoming a true aspect of it was so upsetting. Mm. Because like yeah. you get a bunch of adults just saying that kind of thing, and it's the kind of thing adults say because they don't know how to process their annoying grief. I would love to see this movie play out. I'm just like 20, 20 years later, you come back to coach just to seek revenge on the people that took this six to seven game from you. Yeah. And like it was our only loss that year, throwing that out there. <laughs> Uh, there's a fascinating documentary by this Eastern European filmmaker called Infinite Football. 
And it's about this guy who gets injured playing, you know, playing soccer growing up. He like, uh, he, the ball gets like bunched up somewhere and like players are, he's fighting for the ball with a couple of different people. And someone comes from like out of nowhere and kind of just like undercuts him breaking his leg. Mm. And so he's kind of like coped with that by trying to come up with a new format for the game of soccer that privileges the movement of the ball rather than, rather than any player per se. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and, that. and yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny. They like, they do like a practice version of it and it's like, it doesn't work. It's gone through many iterations, mm, but it's like, it's I like, do like that though. And I mean, ironically saying I like that, but like, it is the same thing of like this sport was against me but like uh, yes. no it wasn't like no it was a fluke like <laughs> yeah a, that was a fluke injury that he was like yeah no but this defined my life like you, you don't hear a ton of that injury like that's it's a fluke like it's it's not a commonplace injury it's just like but i wanted to play soccer no. yeah yeah it's um <laughs> it's yeah it's funny the things that you like just take that take that you take with you like into adulthood. Yeah. I mean, the the one that might even stick with me worse is the way the league worked. Whichever team won of like the that local township whatever organization would be sent to the playoffs in Florida and get to play for the championship. The last year I played, not enough teams were in the league, so we just kind of pulled all the people that were like kind of the stragglers from every other team in the conference and made a team, but we did it as part of our organization. And so because it was part of our organization and not one of the previously established ones, they refused to send us to the playoffs, even though we did not lose a game that year. Like we didn't even come close to losing a game that year. And they refused to send us because they didn't want our team being the team to represent the league. I want this movie. Dan, write this movie. It is it is so disappointing to me to this day that people take kids shit that seriously. Just let kids have fun. They don't like I shouldn't have to have this story. I should yeah. be a person who was a kid who got to have a fun experience. But instead, a bunch of angry adults ruined that. These are some of the more formative experiences in our lives. The, the first time someone says, no, not you. <laughs> yeah. Not even like, for reasons outside of your control, just because it would be it would either inconvenience us or like make us do something that eh, we just don't feel like doing. Yeah. And like it, it's when you learn the first time that merit doesn't always matter. It is a very disappointing thing. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. I got like I'm, I am now like. I'm able to apply for this fellowship that I've applied for and been denied for like three times. And now I can apply for it through like a referral. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Which which on the one hand, like I am happy to like get the consideration and be in the mix, but it's also just like, that's really a shame that (laughs) I spent all that time on something that like, I really had no chance at. Yeah. You think about the context of that. You're the same person. Yeah. The, the work you're putting into it is the same work. Honestly, I'm going to apply with like a version of the same script. Yeah. <laughs> At like, the bottom, just be like, I already applied for this four fucking times. <laughs> yeah. 
I was just watching a thing where it was Donald Glover talking about how it was like the barbershop show. It was an ad for that barbershop show. I think it's on like Showtime. Yeah. Oh, like, is it the LeBron one or is there yeah. another barbershop show? No, no, it's that one. Um, okay. But it has Donald Glover on it. And he was like, I'm like real fucking petty. <laughs> like he's <just> talking <laughs> about like how fucking petty he is. To just get back at people. <laughs> and I was like, I get you, Donald Glover. On a core level, me and Donald Glover, we're the same. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm not that. I'm not that petty though. I saw, I saw, I, I saw that clip, and I'm just like, during that clip, he's like, um, I, I, I didn't make a video for Redbone to like prove a point. I'm just like, I would have liked a video. Like, it, I don't. Yeah, that yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that was his whole thing. He was like, not only is am I gonna make. Uh, someone said like, oh yeah, Donald Glover, you can't write a hit. Like you can't write like a, a, a huge hit. And it was like, all right, I am going to do that. And I'm not going to make a video for it. Fuck you. I, <laughs> I, like, I, I would have liked a video. He does cool videos. He's a, he, yeah, he makes great videos. And I think the problem, I have pettiness sometimes. Yes. But I think the problem with pettiness is that you put, it puts you into weird binds mm. where it's like, if you say I can't do this, I'm going to do that. But it's like, but do you really want to do that? Yeah, do you want it? No. Who is this for now? Exist like, out of spite. That's what I've learned all through my life. If someone has wronged <laughs> you, end them. All right, <laughs> let's see what the internet said. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's see. The internet. I also pulled it up if you want to go like back and forth. Okay, I'll, I'll start at the top. Uh, senior year of high school, I got rejected from Temple, which was my number one school. That's Disappointment is an do. understatement. Wow, that's rough, man. And from I mean, Temple. the silver lining of that story is I met this person at Temple. They are a friend of mine from Temple, so oh, they, they, they did get in eventually. But <laughs> I, I imagine the being denied as a senior in high school is a very disappointing thing because mm-hmm. you're. You you have very high hopes for the future as a senior in high school. Go, going your second time around applying to colleges, it's like all right, whatever. Like, it's there's no shine on that anymore. But in in high school, it matters for sure. Uh, one from a recent past guest, Siobhan O'Hara. Being younger and having a parent who would promise to do something without any follow through. Yeah, why I stop being a teacher? Because yep. so often you don't have the opportunity to follow through on every promise you make for 30 kids at once. Yeah. Like, you don't have a choice but to like let some kids down. So, yeah, it's really, really difficult. And then it, I guess on both sides of it. I'm here I to argue for from parents. A, <laughs> from like a people pleaser perspective, if like a promise wasn't wasn't followed up on i think i would either take it upon myself or or just assume that like oh yeah but they didn't have time or like that that wasn't gonna happen anyway yeah i i'm I'm better at that now but i definitely had a a long phase where it was like no you said this was gonna happen let this happen like i i couldn't deal with that disappointment but i i'm just just so trained at being disappointed now that's the creep man that fucking triggered this where it's like Yes. Instead of believing people, it's like, it's like, I'll just think everyone is lying. So I don't get disappointed. Like it took like, uh, I'm right. I finally watched euphoria and it was really bad, but I think (laughs) a couple of years ago, I'd be like, everyone's lying about liking this show to fit in. No, they just, they like it and it's bad. It's okay. 
as yeah. someone as someone who is uh about to marry a woman who unabashedly loves love is blind and the bachelor mm. and everything and it's just something that in our relationship i go downstairs and i play tony hawk pro skater remastered while she watches thing i'm realizing now we have a trend where we both just like trash of a different extent mm-hmm. <laughs> like i would go see a superhero movie that's all dark and spooky and you go see taylor <laughs> swift and then it's the same sort of thing it was like you watch big brother and bachelor and love is blind and i'm gonna go downstairs and listen to goldfinger and do kick flips yeah, my, like, <laughs> my, my version of that is yeah i'll stay home and watch drive my car you just watch it watch tiktok <laughs> yep there you go meg is missing out <laughs> uh, it, it's never gonna happen I, I do think she she would enjoy that movie but the three hoursness and the kind of bleakness of it i just want casey to watch lord of the rings and she refuses because dragons are for nerds i will never make meg do that <laughs> you're wrong it's a great I will film never it was a defining point of my childhood and uh dan i'm disappointed in your response <laughs> what else do people say <laughs> uh let's see we have I'll trim the story down a little bit, but it's going up to New York for a show and being third on the list and being bumped to the point that you're performing for nobody at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, I don't know if the, the disappointing part is as much in it happening as in, or as it is in people going, yeah, that's just how it works there. That like, like, why are we all just accepting this? Like, book yeah. a show, do the show you booked. Like, I get, like, one person or two people, but, like, if an entire night is just drop-ins. Like, and if you do, what, what do you too, do? like, sputter them around while still giving the people that were on the bill good spots. Like, prioritize the people that came up and did the thing. And then, like, I mean, we have this problem at Raven all the time. We're like, I wanted to put people up so they could get seen. And then I'd have to go up to him and be like, hey, listen, like four dudes just got out of helium. So they're coming down to Raven. Uh, you're going to be on second half now. And you just watch the person be disappointed. And I, I, I'm the reason why I'm trying to put them at the end of the first half is because mm-hmm. like I want people to see them. <laughs> I, I got one, but I only like it because there's a typo. And I like reading when people do typos. Yes, I know exactly which one you're about to do. <laughs> so it's when you open bag of chips and it's only half full. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll do a, I think, better reading of it because you left out some punctuation. Are you ready? Yeah. When you opens bag of chips and it's only half full. Yes, you're right. You're right. That is the correct way to read that. I apologize. That is disappointing. I, I'm not disappointed by that anymore because that's how they make them. That's how they've always made them. I've never can, opened a bag of chips and been like, this was full bag. You <laughs> like, can it's take a, it's it up. only one situation. Take it up with uh, Wasted Robot family members uh, get in the garage who, well, I know you guys think when you listen to their show that they are purely music journalists, but they work for Frito-Lay. They're the reasons why the bags are half full. <laughs> I will tell you this problem. now. They are part of the problem. They're the ones doing this. I see you, Luke. I see they're just you, Mike. They're blowing All the right? bags up. Yep. <laughs> it's you, full, you, I swear. They're, yeah, they're taking, they're taking hits from their cigarettes and then blowing it into the bag. So that's full of cigarette air. And that's how you get the taste of the honey barbecue twists Fritos. It's nicotine. And I know you're doing it. Stop it. Give me all the chips. Don't give me air. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, This is an existential problem already in reading it. 
I was visiting family abroad when the U.S. invaded Iraq. The international community could not have been louder or clearer about its opposition to the war, but we did it anyway. That was rough. So that was rough. <laughs> That's yeah. also what it says at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah it the is. global disappointment is a regular thing anymore, and it's hard to manage crazy that that's a thing right yeah global disappointment is a thing that we just have to kind of deal with these days um someone wrote about one of your jokes dan do you want to read that one really quickly uh yeah this is a long-running joke with friend of the show ashley toll remember that joke about the apple i love your yeah. apple joke how yeah, dare I you do. i do remember that joke and it was the the nicest sweetest that anyone's ever been upset with me for a joke I told. <laughs> she she was very adamantly like, the rest of your set was so good, and they had real jokes, and then you did that joke, and it's not even a real joke. What are you doing? And I was like, okay, okay, I get it. And now um, I've, I've written a whole joke to make that joke make more sense because Ashley was disappointed. So, you know, there's a positive to disappointment. These are, these are things. <laughs> um, this next person, I imagine that this is their partner. Uh, Kara planned a big yes, surprise yes. party for me with catered food and invited my family. And I only found out about it when we had to cancel everything because she tested positive for COVID. Yep. That's LOL. disappointing. <laughs> LOL. You ever notice that LOL looks like a guy drowning? Help. Oh. Uh, look at look at LOL sometimes guests at home. Looks like uh, <laughs> looks like a man looking for help in the ocean. Are you thinking uh, all caps or lowercase or does it not matter? Lowercase. Okay. If it's uppercase, it's just a man drowning, but they also uh, they also have like broken shoulders. Yeah, the man's <laughs> drowning, but he didn't skip shoulder day that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, you want to do like two more? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll save the Nate Jones one for last if you want to do that one. Yeah, I think the Nate Jones is a good one to wrap on. I think it's really poignant. Um, right, so I'll, I'll do... Uh, Trying to succinctly put into words my disappointment in the vocal minority of parents at school that think they can affect change by being bullies and keyboard warriors. These are the same folks raising children. Setting a scary example. Ugh. Yes, this is a, a mask mandate issue. If it needs clarification, it is. Yeah, I like I like the end of this comment. With, the disappointment is overwhelming. I, re I weep for our future. <laughs> uh, I, I wish... I wish she was the only educator I know who feels this. I yeah, wish I this know, was right? not a common theme amongst educators currently. <laughs> it is a, a scary thing. And I, I love my job because I get to be a positive force for good in the lives of children. And it doesn't seem to be happening everywhere anymore. Dan, you are the Batman. And I think that's important that you know that. If we take nothing else away from this. You are the Batman. Uh, Secrets out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, we were talking about this off mic, but Ron, there's a there's a great part of this movie because you said that you're going to go see the Batman tonight. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there is a part where you are panicking uh, because of something about to be revealed. And then you realize that it's all I, you know, I can't even say it. Just it's going to be so <laughs> good. It's going to be so good. I really enjoyed this movie. I it's let's Cedric Diggory is a great Batman. That's all I'll say. He's a great <laughs> Batman. Uh, I mean, he's, he's good in everything. He's like, good all these, in everything. These Twilight morons need to shut up. Like, yes. Yeah. Those movies are stupid. They weren't supposed to be good. 
Like, whatever. Uh, all right, so I have one. Finding an engagement ring in a car and keeping it secret for months until one day you just tell them you know because it's been so long. That's got to suck of just like finding a thing and be like, ooh, I wonder what it's going to happen. Every little nice dinner, surprising little thing or like spontaneous moment. You think, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then wait so long that you're just like, I found the ring. Can you just do this already? <laughs> it's it's funny because like I, I, I read that the opposite way and i think you're you're interpreting it right but i i read that as like i i lost my engagement ring and mm. it, like it went this long without somebody noticing that i wasn't wearing the ring oh. but i think you're reading it the right way i'm reading it yeah as like they found it like ooh, it's gonna happen Ooh, it's getting close it's so exciting and then six months go by and be like bro what the <laughs> fuck can i just have it <laughs> <laughs> i love treating an engagement ring like a ps5 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on, top, on top of a shelf yeah. <laughs> all right do you want to do um nate jones's last one i think it's a good one to go out on i think it's really poignant and really personal and i want to honor this i want to honor nate jones I, for being so vulnerable and i i have a hard time not laughing at it because shut up but also <laughs> i don't you, know you ever the... you ever just wake up yeah yeah <laughs> That's, that's, all that's all it says. That's all it says. How poignant. I was going to say shout out Nate Jones, and then that's what he, that's But what then you found out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Jones. I'm disappointed in Nate, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Nate I Jones, mean, we love you. We it's love a bit. You. I'm sure it's a bit because it's written <laughs> written with the way you're supposed to read it. Yeah. But like. There's yeah. ellipses. Uh, come on. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Nate. Yeah. I miss you, bud. You ever just wake up? Yeah, I woke up today. I'm not disappointed. If I didn't wake up today, I'd probably be more upset. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. I'm depressed. It's called depression. In this, in this world that I just created in that sense, yes, there are ghosts, and yes, they're all aware that they die. <laughs> and that's the world I, I like, like to live are in. You, I, I was like, are you trapped with the sleep paralysis demon? Where it's yeah. like, I, I have not woken up. I've been with the demon for eight hours. <laughs> We've just been hanging out so long. We're friends now. I'm just I'm so tired. disappointed that I can't wake up. That, Honestly, he's my only friend. I had so leaving, many when I went to sleep. Leaving Batman last night at one o'clock in the morning because I got like the 1030 showing. It's a long movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I left at one o'clock in the morning. And boy, howdy. Was that like staying awake with my sleep paralysis demon? Just driving my fiance's <laughs> drunk friends home from House of Independence as like just things are moving in the street, and I'm like, I'm so tired, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> that one's the Riddler. Oh no, <laughs> they're all the Riddler. Um, <laughs> uh, Ron, this was a lovely chat. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Come back anytime. I'm going to bed. All right. Thank you, guys. Are you really going to bed? I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if your your screen froze or you followed through. <laughs> it, what it was a good Maybe that's what I'll do. My new, I do a little behind the scenes for everyone still listening. Uh, I end a lot of these episodes thanking the guest, and then I immediately leave because I got things to do, or I'm just very tired, and I need like time to decompress. George after is busy. Having, George is busy. I'm a busy man, but also I, my social interaction meter is so limited now. Uh, where like I only really communicate with new fun people via Zoom, and afterwards I need like I need a minute, and it's not that person; it's just me. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately sign off most of the time, uh, but I think now, starting for our third year of doing this show, 
Uh, I'm just going to sign off halfway through questions that you guys asked. <laughs> oh, like, my all right, peace. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> all right, that's it. We, we're done. <laughs> Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show! <laughs>